Welcome to another Location Indie Jam Session. Today's topic, travel negotiations. Location Indie Jam Sessions! Trav, we're talking about negotiating here, one of my favorite topics, and I think, well, I think there are certain things when it comes to travel that... A lot of people, uh, certainly when I started traveling, I didn't realize that there was a whole bunch of possibilities around negotiating for lower prices for a ton of things that I I just assumed were fixed. So we wanted to do a travel edition for negotiating because there is so much to this. We have 10 minutes. Let's get into it. Yeah, I actually, before this said, why are we going to do this, Jay? Come on. Everyone knows that you can negotiate when you travel. And you said, but they don't. And that's why we're doing this. (laughs) Because I think you're right. And maybe I'm too far into my travel life. or You know what I mean? You you get too too far into something that you actually don't realize that you didn't know stuff before. And that's totally cool. And, And I think you're right. I didn't know I could negotiate when I first started traveling, now that I think about it. And there are. There's so many opportunities to negotiate, not just... Not just because you want to be a cheapskate and get stuff cheaper, although you you do, but also because it's fun and in, and in some places is actually expected. Like it is one hundred percent part of the culture and should be done. Um, and a lot of times those countries, Jay, we're talking about, you know, developing countries. Let's say you go to a market, right, and you want to buy a t shirt, and the guy tells you fifteen bucks. Listen, that that t shirt he's willing to sell you for a dollar. But of course, he's going to start really high, and it's just expected when you go to India and Thailand and Bali and Vietnam and places like that, that you should be negotiating for everything. Yeah. And I mean, you'll know when you're in those types of countries. And I I really liked, I remember Lonely Planet uh, had an approach on negotiating for these types of countries, you know, and we were going to talk more like negotiating for bigger things, you know, not like the $2 thing or whatever, but negotiating with a heart, you know, I mean, at some point it's like, are you going to pay a dollar or 75 cents? It's like the 25 extra cents or the dollar extra or whatever is going to mean a lot more to that person than it's going to mean to you. So I think that's important in those types of countries. But, um, but when we're talking about negotiating the potential to save hundred, nay, thousands of dollars um, over a year or certainly a lifetime. Um, what are some of the heavy hitter things? I, I think we should give us some specific examples on some of the big topics because a lot of times you might just assume that's why I wanted to do this. I mean, certainly we did at some point. We want to make sure that if there are other people out there assuming that they can't get a better price on things and they're just going with it, that you shouldn't assume that is what we're saying. And I think the big takeaway for this podcast is negotiate for everything because it can't hurt to ask. Yeah, there's a few things. Let, let's start with a few things I've, or the major one that I've never actually been able to negotiate, and that is airline tickets. Um, that's usually pretty difficult. Airline tickets, train tickets, for the most part, everywhere I've been, those are, are fairly set prices, and especially airline tickets because you're usually buying them online, right? You're not buying them. But, but what is not set is the upgrades, the potential upgrades. That is that is true. Let's touch on that really quick. So airline tickets, I've never been able to negotiate like a, a better price per se. And again, a lot of that's because it's bought online at this point. But you are right. I have not, not really negotiated, but I have been able to be, be upgraded before, as have you. And in my case, what I do is I do a, 
a quick little trick uh, where I buy $10, $15 worth of chocolate before I get on the plane, um, and I just bring it to the flight attendant. The first one I see when you get on, I give it to them. I say, hey, thanks for taking care of us today. You know, kind of tell them a short little story of like, I fly a lot. I've got a bunch of friends who are flight attendants. I know you guys, you know, have to put up with a lot. Um, Thanks for taking care of us. Give them the chocolate. Probably done it about 12 to 13 times. Every time, people have been very, very nice to me and, and have brought me other stuff. But one time, they did actually then say, come on up with us, and they upgrade us to business class, just like that. So, you know, I guess in the long run, I paid $130 to get upgraded to business class. Could happen once, and I was usually paying 10 bucks. But really, it's it's one of those nice things to do as well. Like, the smile on their face is worth it. If the upgrade happens, sure. Yeah, and... The whole it never hurts to ask thing, but it's how you ask, you know, or doing something nice or if you're just doing it in sort of, you know, kind of like friendly way, I I would say a very friendly way. And uh, one time I was on a Turkish Airlines flight to um, Nepal and our like the TV on the back of our seats were broken. It was going to be a long flight and everybody else's was working. And, you know, I just called them over and they, they couldn't get it working or whatever. I was like. Oh, that's okay. And I threw in a comment or something like, um, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt as much if we were in, you know, upgraded to business class or something, you know, but, you know, whatever. It's all good. Um, next thing we know, they whisked us away to business class or we had first class, sorry, and we had beds. So we got to sleep like six hours or eight hours or something on the flight just for speaking up. And I think that's that's the point here. It's not about like getting in somebody's face and saying like, no, you owe, you owe us. Our TV doesn't work. It's like, you know, it's just like, if you don't ask, you won't receive. So anyway, we covered airlines. We should probably move on to accommodations. I, I think accommodations expense. is the biggest, easiest thing to negotiate when we're talking about big travel yeah. items. Um, for example, Airbnb, anytime I'm staying in an Airbnb longer than three days, so like a longer term rental, always, always asking to negotiate for a better price. Now, a lot of places build in like weekly and monthly rentals rates, but it never hurts to ask. You say, hey, we're staying 12 days. You know, we'd offer this, send it out to like five, six, seven places that you want to stay. You know, as an owner of Airbnb, I get those requests a lot. Uh, You know, sometimes I say, yeah, sure. And sometimes I'm like, no, I have other people coming in. But regardless, never, never hurts to ask. You can do it at hotels, especially um, local, like you know, Hilton's and Hyatt's and big box hotels are a little harder. But if you're talking local guest houses or or local hotels, certainly there's usually a lot of wiggle room, especially in the countries that we were talking about, developing countries and things like that. Um, especially again, if you're staying longer term. So there's a lot of wiggle room there. Never be afraid to ask. Sometimes it'll be way cheaper online, and then you book online. I've done that where the lady would give me an awful rate in person. And I'm like, but it's half the price here online. She was like, oh, sorry, that's my rate. And I just sat there and booked it online. And then she's like, oh, I see you booked our room. Like literally as I was standing in front of her, I'm like, that's silliness. Yes, I have booked your room yeah. on my phone. In um, front of yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a good point, too, because when you show up in person in those situations, they kind of got you and they know it. So I like to negotiate beforehand via email. Are we talking about Airbnb? You're sending messages if you're wondering how to logistically do it. You're again, asking in a nice way. Uh, the point is, don't forget that you have leverage as a consumer. And if you're considering going to a place, what I do is I usually compliment the place or talk about how excited and how I'd really have the desire to stay there, give them a good feeling. And I say, but you know, this is out of my budget. You know, can you do this or what can you do? See what they come back with. And one uh, good golden rule for negotiating, maybe not for hotels if you have a set budget or whatever, but you can do this is 
try not to be the first one to say a number because it's much easier if you get them to say a number first and then you can come back with something that you thought was going to be lower. And this is across the board too. You have leverage as a consumer, like I said. So if you're going with a group of friends, whitewater rafting, and it says it costs $65 a person, no, it doesn't. Like it it does, but maybe it doesn't. You know, if you, if you call them up and you say, Hey, like there's eight of us going. Can you give us some kind of discount? Even if it's 10 bucks a person. Well, there you go. You just bought beer or you bought lunch for everybody or whatever. You know, it this happens all the time. I've gotten so many discounts on things because I asked in the right way that I never thought I could have. And in hotels is another great example. You chat up the front desk person. You say, is this the best rate you got? And I always come up with like a double, like, come on, is there another like super secret rate in there? Like I always tell them my budgets, like, you know, if they come down $10, I'll say it's like $40 less. And almost oftentimes they come down twice. You know, they give me a lower rate and then they give me another lower rate that somehow they found after typing in their computer for a little while. So there's just a lot of opportunity. And over time, you know, it might sound small if you're talking about, you know, saving 10 bucks a night in a room or this, that, and the other, but this stuff adds up big time. Yeah. I think that accommodations and activities are, are the two that you're going to save the most on predominantly are, are that. And, and with the hotels kind of work the same sometimes with the airlines, even if you're not getting a better rate, is there an upgrade that you can have this and that, uh, you know, we've just seen it happen countless times. I'm not going to tell you all the stories, but there the accommodations and activities. Um, the two keys to remember like longer stays, people always are wanting that. So if, if you have that card to play, go with it as well as, yeah, if you have a group or, or multiple amounts of people who want activity, or you have a couple rooms at a hotel or what have you, um, it's definitely something that people smile upon. So just don't be afraid to ask for it because again, we have saved a lot of money and it's like, sometimes it's not the money as much as knowing that I got a good deal as well. You know, there's that part of the game, which I really love. Yeah. Negotiating is always fun and something you absolutely have to do as a traveler, whether you like it or not. So you might as well learn to like it. And well, you don't, you don't have save to do money. it as a traveler. Well, you're you just going to be paying to, fifteen dollars for a one dollar <laughs> shirt in the Bangkok open air markets if you're not haggling. <laughs> Thank you so much for rocking out with us in another location indie jam session. Let us know what you ne- negotiate next, and we'll see you out there on the road. Peace. Location indie jam sessions.